0: It was just five short months ago when I first met with commercial photographer and filmmaker George Barnes about the issue of geoengineering and its potentially grave impact on millions of people all over this planet. Since that time, George's landmark documentary film Look Up and award-winning app Skyder Alert have served as integral tools in spreading the awareness of geoengineering, getting us one step closer to halting this large-scale program. In this, our second talk, we discuss some of the newer features of geoengineering, including night spraying and voided clouds, as well as some of the extreme weather that can be traced directly back to heavy spraying just prior to the weather event. With these all too obvious features, the reality of geo or climate engineering is growing ever more present in our daily lives. But what can we do about it? Listen in as we discuss some action steps that each and every one of us can take right now. George, it's great to have you back on Conscious Inquiry Radio. Uh, You know, we met back in February in Los Angeles. I can't believe it's been, what, five months now? Uh, Yeah, time flies. It sure does. At the Conscious Life Expo, lots of activity going on there, and kudos to you while there. I believe you picked up another award for your great documentary lookup. So uh, welcome back. You know, uh, when we we met, we were sitting down with uh, Dane Wigington, as well as Dr. Doug Levine, about the dynamics and the dangers of climate engineering. And, you know, I was thinking about it. The, the gravity of this issue, George, is increasing, it seems, by the day. And the need to do something is ever more urgent. So I thought we'd discuss today primarily action steps, action steps, things that people can do to bring more attention to this issue and ultimately work toward getting it stopped. But before we go into all of that, for those that may not have heard the first interview, which was great that we did with George and Dane and Dr. Doug, or who may not be familiar with your great work on this issue, tell us, if you would, how you became aware of what is called, among other things, climate or geoengineering.
1: Well, Alexis, first, thanks for having me uh, back on the show. I really appreciate it, and I can't believe that it has been Mm -hmm. five months. It seems like it was yesterday. Yeah, sure does. But climate engineering is something that I stumbled across by accident while filming, uh, actually testing some camera equipment. We were filming a time-lapse just to test the the time-lapse rig, and we uh, accidentally played the footage backwards, and we saw that the entire overcast sky, when played backwards at high speed, was being created by these jets flying in a grid pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm a mainstream, regular you know, not a conspiracy guy. I'm, I'm pretty well balanced. And we're in the edit suite, and then I have a news producer that works for me and my editor, and we're looking at this footage, and we're just our jaws just dropped when we saw that the all the cloud cover of the sky was a direct, obvious result of these airplanes flying in a grid pattern. And uh, the test was actually over my home. Mm-hmm. So that even got me more concerned because, you know, I'm... I'm I know that I'm not in a grid pattern flight path here. And um, after the, uh, actually, Amy, the news producer, did the research on it and came back very, very quickly with a probably a four-inch dossier on climate engineering and geoengineering. And she said, wow, you're you're really not going to like this. And that's basically how I came to be aware of it was through, Time lapse photography, mm-hmm. and then as soon as anybody does any research or Google's climate engineering or geoengineering, you can see the mountain of data that uh, exists online uh, about this science. Climate science is a real thing. There's there's a hundred bills before the uh, the House and Senate right now on weather modification and climate engineering. Right. People are they're always looking for. Okay, here's the extreme weather. Look at this crazy weather that's happening. But climate engineering is designed to create extreme weather. That's what it does. Mhm. Okay. Well, so.
0: yeah, I'm I'm thinking um and and I'm sure many of our audience, many in our audience, listening audience are already uh, at least somewhat familiar with this anomaly that's been occurring, according to Dane Wigington, over 60 years. But as we get, as I said, you know, the issue is becoming more, I would say, grave as far as the recipients of the spraying is concerned. And I think the measures by which they're using to do the spraying has also increased. So there is a lot of data out there. But let me ask you, as you're going through your research, it's said that there are patents that are uh, available for the public to see, not necessarily do they want the public to see it i don't know but are are these some of these things available literally patents on uh the technology that they're using that yeah
1: there's 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 a tremendous number of patents hughes uh hughes aircraft has a a patent on it wells box seating for reduction of global warming is another patent i mean they're available there's a lot of information it's not it's not uh i don't believe it's quite a big secret but i do think it's not in anyone's interest to actually broadcast that these programs are taking place or that they even exist or that the science even exists but with just a little bit of research you can see um like on the noaa website if you search geoengineering on the noaa website you'll see the unregulated science of uh, geoengineering and climate engineering is right they have a whole uh, discussion document front page. Isn't that amazing? So yeah, these documents are there. They're not. They're not. You know, designed to be hidden. There's bills before Congress. If you watch the film, look up. You'll see we've got. I don't know, probably a hundred um, documents excerpt and uh, featured in the movie. It's also on the SkyderAlert.com website, and Dane has. I think Dane has a whole link on GeoEngineeringWatch.org mm-hmm. that brings you to all of the government documents so i mean they are absolutely available including um the air force has a document that's called owning the weather in 2025 that's
0: right i'm familiar with that yeah okay you know, I find that whole thing a bit perplexing as well, George, the fact that, you know, they say that the truth is hidden in plain sight. And I suppose those that follow that model, model, motto, uh, have been doing it to a T for a long time. And yet, you know, I have watched some other uh, films that address uh, climate engineering geoengineering issue and in one of them I believe it was Michael Murphy uh, what in the world or who in the world is spring right yes. where he took some footage of his time on the hill on Capitol Hill uh, kinda of doing a sort of man on the street her, her man in the in Congress interviews uh, to to get the take from our legislators on the hill as to what was going on and they all seemed oblivious to the fact that anything like this is happening so you've got this denial in your face and the information in your face at the same time what gives here?
1: Well maybe a couple of years ago when he was making that film I, I would believe that the the legislators don't really know about it but now we are getting uh, tremendous feedback from legislators using this by using the Skyder Alert app uh, We just had a sellout meeting in Reading, California that uh, that Dane spearheaded and it was with the the EPA and I can send you a link to that but it was a you know over 400 people showed up uh, the, ma- the mainstream news covered it really? and it oh yeah it's a huge deal and there's a 45 minute clip video clip I could send you a link to that as well wow, of the me. actual event yeah. and we had a similar one in Arizona um, hmm. I want to say beginning of June. Same wow. thing with the legislator there. We've got uh two US senators replied back, uh requesting requesting meetings. We've had meetings with uh the Lieutenant Governor in California. So the awareness overall is uh is is what's driving the politicians and the policymakers to pay attention to, to. respond, yeah. To respond, and also to be aware of it, because I actually do believe, I'm not an anti-government guy, I do believe that two or three years ago, most legislators did not know of the phrase climate engineering or geoengineering. Today, I don't feel that way. Today, I believe that that message has become clear, and they are all aware of it as these weather modification and climate mitigation bills uh, come before them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And yet, I, the, <clears throat> there seems to be such an inconsistency. I mean, I'm not trying to poke a hole in their, their authenticity or lack thereof, but it, again, if this is a technology that has been going on, of course, not to the extent that it is now, but in essence for 60 years, you know, uh, how is it that they, even some of them, were not aware, whatever euphemism they used for it, whatever terminology they used? So, anyway, I I don't want to stay too much on that. But the good news, I'm. Well, no, I I actually
1: let me give you my thoughts on that because I actually I I question that. And in my research, I was wondering the same thing. You know, the way I see it is that it hasn't been because it's a solution or a proposed solution. You can put the solution in quotes. I don't think the climate engineering has been something that's been on the forefront or the front, the top of mind of legislators where if you say, oh, extreme weather mm-hmm. or climate mitigation, they think, oh, sure, we should do something about the hurricanes. What could we do about hurricanes? You can prepare, you could do X, Y, and Z. But it hasn't really been until recently, with what appears to be tremendous amounts of experimentation, that now, okay, one of the things that we can do to offset carbon emissions or to offset hurricanes or to offset extreme weather is to... Create climate engineering. Implement climate engineering. Mm-hmm. I think up until very recently, it's been in the development or experimentation stages, where um, where it hasn't been top of mind. From a phrase of climate engineering or geoengineering to the legislators, that's that's my personal feeling.
0: okay, fair enough, fair enough. I think that's I think that's fair enough. and, I, and look at the at the end of the day, uh, I think w- what we need to do is, you know, let's assume that once they are fully aware that they indeed will serve the constituents as they should by addressing this issue and it sounds like we're making some inroads there so that's a good thing. Wow yeah. since February, George, since we last talked it sounds like there is some a bit of a groundswell going on here so I needless to say I think things like your app which we're going to get into excruciating detail about are working. That is fantastic but you know listen I want to, you and I talked for quite a while offline before we started our our uh, official chat, and I, uh, we're recording this. Uh, it'll be, oh, about two weeks prior. Well, the recording will air about two weeks after the, this date, but I wanted for the record, today's date is July 28th of 2014. We here in the Boston area uh, have had some extreme weather consistently, like many other parts of the country, but we have been getting slammed with uh uh, heavy monsoon style rains. This morning was one of those days, and it ended up with a, a tornado touchdown pretty much in the Boston metro area. Now, you and I had a conversation. I told you about this. You quickly looked up. I want you to tell the folks what you did, and you showed me an image, a very disturbing image of data that you were getting right around this time, maybe a little prior to, that showed that there were a multitude. Of lines in the sky, some you know a very very aggressive spring uh, campaign prior to this. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Okay, well, you know, and that that brings up uh, another example that I want to show you a similar experience that I had uh, last year, and that is the Skyter Alert website and mobile app. Basically, first I got to explain the way it works Please. so you can understand yes. what I'm going to say. <clears throat> to Alert is a mobile app that you can use from your iPhone or Android device. And when you see those long white streaks in the sky that don't dissipate, uh, you take a picture of it. And based on your geolocation, it will send that along with a, p- a petition to the elected legislators or officials in that particular area. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, it also puts a pin on the map on the skyderalert.com website. So if you click on the map link, you can see where all the submissions are coming in from around the world. And what we're seeing is a patterning of submissions and extreme weather. Now, I'll send you a couple other photos that I have that are just bizarre. And I noticed this last year. I was checking to make sure the, the map link was working on the website checked mm-hmm. on it. Okay, whatever. I saw it. And I saw there was a really bizarre pattern along the East Coast where, where I was at the time. And that's fine. The next thing I was doing, I was shooting the next day, so I went to uh, check the weather. And I saw the weather map was almost identical in prediction for what I had seen the, the uh, app users submit. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Wow, that's really coincidental." And then it happened again and again and again. And now, if you look, uh, I don't know how you'll handle posting it, but I mean, I, the photo I showed you showed a tremendous amount of uh, persistent contrail spraying activity in the sky surrounding the areas where there were unseasonable tornadoes yeah. in in the Boston, Connecticut area. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, as we, as and this we, is the pattern that just appears over and over and over. And even the the White House has come out with uh, a concept they want to implement a climate map where they're mapping extreme weather patterns. And I have to tell you, it's going to. I'm predicting it's going to be an, very similar to the Skyter Alert model. Hmm. Well,
0: what are they trying to do? What's their purpose in doing this? the white house their purpose in doing
1: that is they want to uh set up a map for um climate change or sea level rise or at-risk cities or something like that where they can track obama just did a big uh a big i think it was july 12 uh july 10th or 12th a big release press release on on this climate map that they want to do an interactive climate map mm-hmm. okay
0: we'll, we'll see
1: We'll see, but the the pattern between the geoengineering evidence in the sky uh and the extreme weather, especially unseasonably extreme weather, is uncanny, the coincidence.
0: Right, so I think it's fair to say we can go beyond coincidence and really kind of get to the root of what's happening
1: here. Especially uh, if you look at, if you read the government documents and the science behind what climate engineering is designed to do, you'll see that it is actually functioning in accordance with what it's designed to do. So it's not like a big surprise. Mm -hmm. They have excessive spray activities in one area and then the climate changes aggressively in that area over the next day or two or three. That's what it's designed to do.
0: To what end? To what end? Why? What are they trying to change?
1: Well, Mm -hmm. unfortunately... The biggest challenge that I see, or the biggest problem that everybody faces, is because it is an unregulated science. There, you know, what who wants to change and when you don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be anybody at any time for any reason, benevolent or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it is unregulated, how can anyone even begin to guess where it would stop or what it's designed to do? Exactly. Okay. Maybe you want it to. Your company wants it to rain, and my company doesn't want it to rain. Well, two juxtaposed positions, both with the same uh, ability to implement with uh, aerosol spraying. Who wins? Who knows? Mm-hmm. It has to stop.
0: It, has it just to stop has to way. stop.
1: Yeah, and it has to come. To, I believe the only way it will stop will be through increased awareness and. One of the ways that we've really driven awareness is through these film festivals. And I just got a call yesterday on Sunday um, with the film festival director of the Moon Dance Festival in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And it's an environmentally focused initiative film festival. I think this is its 15th year. And we are... Uh, we're going to be one of the one of the top films there. We'll be screening it and probably do a panel discussion and Q and A. And it's in Boulder, Colorado, on uh, in September on the twenty fifth, sixth, sixth, uh, seventh, and eighth September twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty eighth. Okay, that's great. And but festivals like this and like at the Conscious Life Expo, I mean, we get thousands of people to see the movie and
0: yeah, that's,
1: yeah and they talk about it and they're concerned people. They're people that are actually interested in their health, and what can they do to make a difference in the world? Mm -hmm. What can they do to make it a better place? Mm -hmm. What can they do for their own health and safety? Right, right. Go to these festivals, watch the shows, and talk about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Talk about. It. Well, listen, as far as your amazing documentary called Look Up is concerned, George, I, I think the proof is in the pudding and all of the accolades that you have picked up, uh, not for ego reasons, I know, but for 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 the right reason. The, this is really, again, proof putting that people are they're watching it, they're being affected by uh, by it. And, uh, you know, our co- lar- the larger community is certainly seeing the need for it. I want to just spew off a few of the accolades that you've received. The International Film Festival for Peace uh, accolade competition, best use of film for social change, best creativity and originality for original app. So a lot, some of these are for your app as well. Um, Action on Film Festival awarded. Look up best documentary short. It goes on and on. So to me, this is indicative of we're making an impact. You're making an impact. Dane is making an impact. People are starting to care. So that's the good news. There's a silver lining to this toxic cloud, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a real silver lining, a good one. And, and speaking of that, I know we're kind of bouncing all over the place. But boy, is this a loaded issue. And we're I'm sure we're going to go off on a, a lot of different sort of sub uh, discussions about the biggest bigger issue. But let me tell you what what happened. Um, as I think I don't know if we said this on air or not. But I was in New Jersey recently in your neck of the woods in Teaneck, mm-hmm. New Jersey, and looking up as I have made it a habit to do, and noticing a very, very ominous sky with grid patterns clearly evident. But on our way, George, too, we had driven down from the Boston area, we were right about at Danbury, and I saw, for the first time with my own eyes, something that you featured in your film, what I think I described to you when we met as a void, sort of a line in a cloud, yeah i mean come on come on i mean come on and i said honey my husband was in the car and i said i need you to look at this i i was actually driving so i couldn't take a picture but he looked at it and he said oh my god this is just this is insane and it just got increasingly worse as we got over to the new york border and into new jersey it seems like this stuff is happening it's 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 definitely more aggressive in some areas than others so we've kind of bounced around. I kind of put a bunch of stuff in there, but let's talk about that void in the sky. What, what are, what's going on with that?
1: Is this you know, just... if, if, let's say you were, you know, 22 and I was like 17 or 18, mm-hmm. I could say, wow, yeah, hey, well, that's really strange. And you'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> but, you know, we're not. <laughs> and I am a professional photographer. I, 25 years I'm doing it, I'm outside, I shoot the sky and the clouds all the time. Mm-hmm. This is new, this is a new phenomenon I've only seen the last maybe two years. It's brand new. I mean, the entire atmosphere and environment and uh, uh, I guess you could call it the uh, the makeup of the atmosphere, it doesn't change in two years like that. Mm-hmm. They're just not real clouds. They're just artificial clouds, period.
0: Yeah, there's no question. No question about it. You know, you have been very, very, um, what do I want to say, obviously inquisitive, but very aware of these subtle and not so subtle Uh, uh, variations in things that, you know, like uh, I think you had talked about when you were flying into LA or maybe back, I I can't remember, where you noticed the temperature fluctuation where it should have been colder as you got higher. It did not change or it was drastically... It actually went the wrong way. It went the wrong way. Talk about that. It
1: was... Again, you know, I'm I fly more than most people. I'm a you know I'm a, I'm a platinum elite flyer, so I fly usually several times a week, and you know, and I watch the temperature gauge and I watch the little info screen. And over the last couple of years now, what I'm seeing is the temperature is actually increasing as the plane uh, ascends. Mm-hmm. I mean, not once you're up to thirty thousand feet, but from from takeoff to hmm, six, eight, ten thousand feet, I've actually seen the temperature increase. So there's something going on where they're where they're pushing cold air to the ground, yet the the next level of the atmosphere is, is actually warmer.
0: Mm-hmm. That's. Are you noticing this? I mean, do you make it a point to to gauge it for most of your flights? And are you see are you experiencing this on a regular basis? Or
1: yeah, it happens a lot. It happens that a lot. Okay. You know, a, a lot of the planes don't have those, uh, don't have those um, uh, gauges uh-huh. or, like, the display on the LED in the back of the seat. Right. But a lot of them do. And whenever you do, you know, you can see that where um, five years ago it was 30 degrees when you're starting to climb, it's now, you know, 60 degrees. I mean, just tremendous, tremendous temperature fluctuations from, from what should be normal
0: so we're looking at this anomaly we're looking at what i call the void in the cloud which is probably one of the most pronounced uh you know evidence uh not to mention the grid patterns in and of themselves i've heard that there are people that can actually taste and smell these uh toxic particulates in the air uh so we've you put it all together we've got a litany of evidence that shows that there's there's something very very uh unnatural
1: going on no, there's no mystery. I mean, it's in it's, the documentation. If you really look well, at the government documentation, it's
0: there. Of course it's there. But again, I'm, I'm reiterating this, George, because in my travels, as I'm talking to people, again, I'm getting still many that are saying, I've never noticed it. If they do, oh, it's nothing. And and Or if they have acknowledged it, I can't do anything about it. So I, it, it's it's worth reiterating. Let's say it again.
1: The information
0: is there. The information is there, people. The information is there for the third time. Please look it up. And I say to people, take the time to turn off your TV. And our audience is very astute. I don't have to preach here because <laughs> they know what to do. This is Thank goodness make it their business to become aware of these sorts of things. But for those who aren't, please take a moment out of your entertainment TV schedule and, and, and look at what's really going on here. Um, watch Look Up. Let's talk about Look Up for a minute. Have you done um, uh, another version of Look Up? Where, I know that you were. I of, have. Tell us about that.
1: Wow! Uh, yeah. Since the Conscious Expo Award, uh, we actually won a bunch of other awards, which I, I should have sent you a list, uh, an updated list of it. And just getting back to the awards thing, it's it's funny because I have uh, I've been a filmmaker and a producer for a long long time like i said twenty five years i'm doing this now okay. and i've done massive massive campaigns huge global campaigns and nothing has had a flurry of awards or accomplishments like this like this campaign like this uh... look up and Skyder alert mm-hmm. so that you're right that is just evidence of people saying this is a serious issue we need to take it seriously and recognize that, hey, you know, something's going on and people need to know.
0: Yeah. Well, that is, that's a good thing. It's a good
1: thing. All yeah.
0: 7 billion people need to know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. If that's yeah. Everybody
1: happen. needs to know and, and talk about it and understand, you know, what are the the risks related? Because that's another thing. If you boil it down, some people might say, oh, yes, well, let's prevent the hurricane. Okay. Well, there's something called the HAMP report. It's hurricane aerosol microphysics program. And that's another government document that was, you know, given to me by uh, by our news producer. And I read it, and it, sh- it gives you the flight patterns and the methods to spray within the clouds and the weather fronts to diminish the intensity of a hurricane. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's in the document, it tells, it says how to do it, and, but one thing that people don't realize, it's like, okay, well, are you concerned about diminishing the impact of a hurricane, or are you... De- Concerned about dumping toxic poison on your children and in your water supply.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. They're
1: two different issues.
0: Through two different issues, absolutely. Well, what about, you know, today we're talking about not diminishing the likelihood or diminishing the hurricane or tornado, but creating one. So you're getting a double hit here. You know, there are people whose homes are destroyed. Thank goodness it doesn't seem like there have been any fatalities or any serious injuries, but clearly there have been many weather events where there have been. So you're getting, you're getting, uh, your life is at risk there, not to mention that may have been caused by that toxic spring, which your life is at risk there. So, you know, is it doing, you know, even if they, George, were to come out full throttle and say, okay, we have been doing this, and it's for the the good of our planet and the good of us, and we want to diminish the extreme weather, um, I think that it's actually doing just the opposite. It's creating the weather, not diminishing the severity. So come on. That's what it looks like to me. That's what it looks like to me, too. That's what it looks like to me too. So I mean, I just sent
1: you. You have to see the emails I just sent you of the uh, of the the predictive effect of the uh, of the submissions and the weather forecast for these this tornado map and also a high intensity heat map. Yeah. When you see these two these two uh, coincidences you'll look at it and you'll just you'll be stunned yeah. you'll be angry
0: we're gonna uh, when
1: I when I this I actually got angry and I, I, I'm not yeah. the kind of guy that really gets angry well that's what we were saying
0: angry. yeah you and I were talking offline and I I'm I i do not ang- anger is not a space or a place that I want to be in and I try to avoid it at all costs but we're human and when you see these correlations that are in your face and you're worried about you know the threat of a tornado when your home being destroyed and you know what may be behind it how can you not be how can you not be? Listen, I want to spend the balance of our time because we've, this is good. This is a really good setup for those that wh- whoever on this planet may not be aware <clears throat> of this critical issue. Hopefully this will give you enough of a, let's shall we say, teaser to look further. But I want to spend the balance of the time talking about action steps. That's what we're calling this show. You, we've talked about it. We've touched on it. There are these great film festivals that are going on and people that are being, um, that are being inspired to to do things, uh, you know, in, that are in their power to do. You know, we've talked about the meetings that are taking place with legislators, and finally, they're, uh, uh, you know, putting some attention on it themselves. I want to talk about this, what seems to be kind of a grassroots campaign by concerned citizens who are pooling their monetary resources together to put up billboards. I think. Oh, you saw it. that? I sure did, and I've heard about it several times. Tell us about that.
1: Wow, you know, all I can say is is I'm a little overwhelmed by how much response, positive response and support that I've gotten just from just concerned citizens. It's it's really incredible. Mm -hmm. People are just donating money. They're donating money to, to billboard causes. People are putting up billboards themselves all around the country. Well, We've got like yeah. 20 billboards running now.
0: That's right. In Canada as well.
1: And in Canada. That's right. And people are just, they're going on the site saying, oh, yeah, here's $500 to your billboard campaign. We actually, we're like $700 away from the next billboard campaign that we're going to do in California.
0: Fantastic.
1: It's, it's fabulous. So what's happening is people are really stepping up and one of the best ways to increase awareness is to broadcast it, is to put up signs that say, hey, this is climate engineering. Get informed. Go to skyderalert.com or geoengineeringwatch.org. Get informed. Get the information as to what it's about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And another action step is now in the app, I have a new version of the app that's out where yeah. you can watch the film within the app.
0: Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. Tell people again. This is a big part of this discussion because this is its Skyder Alert is an action step. Everyone, everyone needs to get this. Uh, It's short change and a big return. Talk about it end to end again. You can now watch Skyder
1: Alert. Well, the first thing is, as like I say, as a highly experienced producer and filmmaker, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make a documentary that educated people. So that's that's what kind of. the idea of of look up the movie. But Mm -hmm. then what to do after you learn about the issue, what can someone do? And that's where documentaries up until this movie have fallen flat. Mm -hmm. They can educate the population about a particular topic. Okay, that's great that you know about it. But but now what? what do you do about it? That's right, yeah. And I think that's why look up has won so many awards is because judges are looking at this and saying, wow, this is a really innovative way to, A, get a message out, but B, then have the general public uh, give them a tool to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I I believe that is really what's been um, standing out, because now people can get the app and they can see this taking place in the sky and they can do something. One click, they take a picture of it. It goes to the legislators. It gets a confirmation back to their email that they can share and post with their friends on their social networks, and... Now you can watch the film, look up from within the app. I think it's like four ninety nine or, or something like that That's as great. an in-app purchase, so you can actually get the movie on your iPhone or your Android.
0: That's great. That's great. I want you to talk a little bit about when, you, when people are taking these pictures. I know that you have a built-in, so they don't have to know who their legislators are. It's built-in, so it will automatically, based on your geo position, go to the appropriate legislator. You had said initially, George, that... Uh, that the legislators were getting this information via email, but now isn't it via their Twitter feed?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, it's it's a t- Again, that's another thing that's completely innovative. Uh, never before done, I was able to patent that hmm. technology. Kudos. To, wow. Yes, thank you. To, for regular citizens to have direct communication to their legislators without having to research who they are or where they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because up until this app, another breakthrough thing is there has just been no way. I mean, do you know who your representatives are?
0: I sure do. I actually know them personally, but that's, oh, I'm still wow, that's
1: to... impressive. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, we, okay, I but was... let me ask you a question. <laughs> were you in, when you were in Teenek, did you know who they were?
0: Some of them. My husband. We're very politically active. But that's, let's leave that offline for now. We can talk about that offline. I'm not the person to ask on that one. I know the governor very well, actually. So. Wow. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. The average person does not. They should. But you've just made it a heck of a lot easier uh, for them to, to find and should and should know. And it's, this is an impetus to engage. You are the constituent. They are supposedly there to serve you make them do that make them do that by starting with a very substantive discussion about a very dangerous critical issue but again I wanted to talk about when they're getting the let's say I am using the app and I'm seeing a sky of grid patterns or even just a couple of very distinct lines I take the picture I send it through the app and it goes to the appropriate legislator that's built in but does it show up on the legislator's twitter feed Versus it does. Okay. It shows that's on what I Twitter wanted to feed. talk about. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people feel, George, that, oh, yeah, what am I going to do? They're going to get the picture. It's going to go into a black hole, and I may get a call from an aide and nothing will happen, or I may not. But you had made a very important point that uh, they may or may not, the legislator may or may not see their email, but they are watching their Twitter feed. So I want people to not be discouraged by that. You have made it even easier for the legislators to see. That's huge. That's right. That's a really big thing.
1: And, you know, the the thing about the email is uh, in today's communication madness, a lot of legislators just don't have the capacity to check their emails. I mean, I barely have the capacity to check my own. But I tell you, everybody looks at their Twitter feed.
0: They sure do. They sure do.
1: And it's also very easy for people to share and retweet. Mm. So while one legislator might get, you know, two or five or, eight submissions from me well they're also getting one or two or three from you and one or two or three from the neighbor and you know those numbers are cumulative they're mounting
0: right, right.
1: so part of the automatic populating of the message is ban geoengineering now they're seeing this you know 50 times a day at some point they're going to need to address it I mean since we've been talking I got I don't know, I've got, I don't know maybe 30 30 tweets since we've been talking, and it's, I do not consent, ban geoengineering. Mm. Yeah. Eventually, true. there's some number that they, that they will pay attention to, and they already are starting to pay attention. So thank you to everyone for participating, yeah. because it's, it is making a difference. But you do need to have Twitter installed on your phone, for the Scatter Alert app to work.
0: Okay. Well, for those that are loathe to use Twitter, here's a good reason. Here's a, a substantial, substantive, not just, oh, here I am at a restaurant right now eating dinner. <laughs> you know, uh, you can do something really good with Twitter. Social media, we can't, you know, nothing to sneeze at. It can be used for wonderful things. So that's, that's a great thing. Will there be another iteration of, of uh, Scatter Alert, you think? What are you thinking about? Are, are we good where we are right now?
1: Well, I think the, the app itself, the latest thing, has been integrating the, uh, the video content, which has also been kind of breakthrough to have video content actually built within the app. So that's, mm-hmm. that's an entirely new concept. Uh, I think you're going to see that coming out more and more. But, you know, we were, we were uh, blazing that trail. So mm-hmm. that's been the biggest, the biggest uh, development of it. I think that's great. And yeah, and, and the other thing, like on the on the social media side with Twitter, that's the only thing I use Twitter for, <laughs> is that. Sure.
0: Well, your your time is taken up with that. You know, I just had another thought, uh, just a little thought. I think, you know, this is, we're an action step segment here. Um, gift this app, people. Uh, don't just get it for yourself. If you, listen, if you... Perhaps made a commitment to gift it to a couple of people. I know that in the iTunes, uh, the Apple s- App Store, iTunes Store, you can you now have the ability to gift uh, any app really uh, to somebody. Um, so I th- what what a better I can't think of a better way of uh, showing someone you care by gifting them. Uh, so you and, and here's the other thing: a lot of people I think are concerned, George, with how do I even now that I know. How do I explain it to my friend, my my mom, my my husband? How do I explain it to a colleague? Well, you the know, easiest
1: is, way, <laughs> the easiest way in two minutes and twenty seconds in the app, watch the trailer. That's exactly. You, you play the trailer in the app for anybody; they're going to look at it and immediately understand the issue. That's
0: exactly why I'm bringing it up. That's you're right. Yeah. I, so 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 really, we're on the same page. So gift someone an app and. Say, like Foster Gamble, I think, once said, watch Thrive, and then maybe we can have a conversation. This is what he suggests people do. So, you know, gift it to somebody, uh, uh, have them experience Skyder Alert, and then maybe we can chat afterward. You know, that's kind of an approach we could take. Gift it to exactly. two or three people. I think that's great. So we've got Bill And, you know, there's something I wanted hmm, to bring up on the, on the
1: app, too, and I'm glad that you, that you mentioned that. You know, a lot of people, when I first launched it, at that time, uh, there was a lot of uh, limitations from Apple with nonprofits, so um, we had to we had to put it out as a paid app, and we launched it as a paid app, and it went to the top of the charts. It hit top uh, top ten on Twitter and top five on iTunes. Mm. Wow! A tremendous success. And then you know we got a lot of feedback saying, "Oh, wow! You should make the app for free for more usability, and more people will get it." And we did. We launched version two for free, and it fell off the charts like a lead weight. Wow! Right to the bottom. User membership went almost to zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we relaunched version three with all the upgrades and implementations that we have with the film, as back to two ninety nine. And you know we're now climbing back up the charts, so it's just important to say that a Skyder is a nonprofit 501c company. Mm-hmm. So it is it is a nonprofit. But um, just from a, a human nature standpoint, we found that the releasing of the free app maybe people didn't take it serious, or they just thought it was a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it is important to have some price point attached to it uh, for people to take it serious and use yeah.
0: it. Yeah, I think that's kind of a model that we all, you know, my many years in marketing kind of learned and in media, uh, learned that, you know, if you give something away, people won't take it seriously. It's kind of an interesting kind of counterintuitive approach. But I think that's the way people are, you know, because we say you get what you pay for. Well, pay for something, uh, a tiny, tiny, tiny uh you know change for something big well let me ask you you're, you're so busy George wow is this your primary focus right now running this 501 is it a 501 c4 or c3 it's
1: a it's a c4, oh, a c4. Uh, and okay. then Sky analysis the uh, the education component is a c3 but that Skyter is- alert is a c4
0: so is this your full-time gig now
1: or are you still no doing- no it my basic uh, my basic focus last year was to create this tool mm-hmm because that's what I'm really good at doing. Uh, and right now it, it is not really there's nothing much more for me to do. It's just about everyone else's action to use this tool and to get the message out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's taking less of my time than from the first day that I sure. that I discovered it. Yeah.
0: Well you were the artist. Because
1: that is my specialty and I'm now I'm like, <laughs> okay, now now it's up to everybody else.
0: That's right. Well, that's why we're here for you, dude.
1: Well, <laughs> we thank wanna, you.
0: We want to, and here for each other, and I want to stress that, really. Um, let me ask you, what have you learned about geoengineering most recently that you didn't know when you first began this this project? Oh. Put you on the spot, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I guess what, what I've learned is, is how... Um, how aggressive it is becoming and how much how how bigger and how more, how frequent it's happening now because now i see when we're filming we almost never have a blue horizon mm-hmm. in our shots yeah i know that's what we're it's talking. happening all the time all the time and that just does not cease to amaze me now i'm seeing it happening at night me too
0: absolutely so if you want to
1: spray to prevent, you know, solar radiation and reflect sunlight. Why, Why are you doing it at, night? it at night?
0: You're absolutely right. As a matter of fact, I recall I had just been returning from Montreal. As a matter of fact, I was doing an interview with a colleague of mine, uh, Lilu Massé. We had met up in Montreal and uh, drove. And as I, it was, I remember it was a, a full moon so that the sky was uh, lit more than normal, uh, you know, normal, uh, not a full moon, a waning moon. And I noticed a, you know lines in the sky as i'm driving we were probably coming through vermont at the time and i thought my gosh that's the first time i've seen that what gives there That's a very good point what are you blocking are you trying to block the moon the emissions yeah. from the moon
1: <laughs> exactly
0: so yeah yeah and so then, that's
1: one thing mm. the other thing that's bizarre is the how it's affecting the snowfall yeah. now it was after, the, after we met in Los Angeles, we had a very strange, heavy snowfall in the Northeast. And we were getting reports from all over the place that the snow was blue and also that it wasn't melting. And I thought that was really bizarre. And actually, I was in Florida at the time. I called Dr. Doug and I said, hey, I'm getting you know hundreds of these emails from people that don't know each other saying that the snow is not melting he's like yeah okay whatever I'll go outside and check it and it changed his life because he went outside made a snowball uh, got a match or a lighter or whatever he had and it just didn't melt it was evaporating and that is uh, a byproduct of some of these ice nucleating components that are in the patents that uh, doesn't let the snow melt it makes it evaporate and if you really think back after we had that big snow I came back to New Jersey and there was no slush on the street. Yeah, I it receded, yeah. It, but it just wasn't. There was just no slush. So they're really manipulating uh, the the snowfall and the the water on a large scale. That's I think that's what's uh, been my my latest observation.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess we're seeing the evidence of it really virtually in every aspect of nature. You know, Dane uh, being such, Dane Wigginton being such a uh, being such an expert, really, and I think um, uh, tree tree life, just envir- environmental expert in general, is has a keen eye on how the bark is being literally burned off the the tree. Not necessarily burned off, but they're cu- dying, coming off. the tree. No, it's and,
1: I, it, I didn't believe it. Yeah, but I saw it. You it's saw being it. burned off the tree. I saw it. it's in the newest version of the movie. Oh, I'll goodness. send I'll send you a copy. Yeah, it is bizarre when he was saying that. I mean, you know, I'm a pretty reasonable guy. And I said, come on, the bark's being burned off the tree. And when I saw it, I, it, you know, my heart just sank because yeah. it is, in fact, being burned off the south side of the tree from the roots to the top on all the trees, period. Mm-hmm. Terrifying.
0: Well, you know, we're, we're supposed to be talking about the action steps, but I guess we've got to continue to pepper it with evidence uh, in order to inspire people to take action steps. This is nothing to play around with, people. Uh, let's all do something. What else can we do? Well, I'm, I'm thinking, let's brainstorm together. We've got this guide alert that's huge. Gift it to other people. P- pool your resources and perhaps put a billboard up. Uh, how about community TV? You know, okay, so maybe the mainstream is not so uh, anxious to cover this in earnest, but we do have other channels, if you will, literally. Community yes. TV, how about that? Community I
1: mean, TV is, is a good idea. Uh, one of the things, though, is we are up for some major, major distribution uh-huh. And I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to lessen our possibility of having the widespread major network distribution by putting it on the TV. That's why I just wanted to keep it to DVDs right. and the
0: app. Well, you know, I'm actually not talking about look up, but other people locally that can do, you know, oh, yeah. uh, segments on community. Leveraging that medium is basically where I'm going in terms of an action step that uh, the average person can take, or uh, you know. Um, and, and perhaps it's people in various uh, vocations. Perhaps it's, um, you know, I'm thinking sci- scientists, you know, that have taken an interest in the issue and want to talk about it from that perspective. Um, perhaps it's, um, I don't know, artists even that are uh, depicting what they're seeing in their artwork and talking about it from that perspective. You know, Absolutely. why can't we leverage that?
1: Okay. Absolutely, and even talking to the local news media when you see this super aggressive aerial activity. I mean, sometimes it's just insane mm-hmm. what's happening. Just just look up and pay attention to it, and call the news. Is is it going to happen if one person calls them? No. Is it going to happen if fifty thousand people call them? Yeah, Something's they're going to cover it. You.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. All right. I just and uh, I'll send you the link to the uh, to the coverage. For example, in uh, Reading, three weeks ago at that last out sellout. Uh, sellout um, Uh, session that they had with the EPA, you'll see the news covered it because, you know, hundreds of people called them and said, look, you've got to cover this, and they
0: did. They did. Oh, thank goodness. Well, that's what we need. We need a groundswell, and it sounds like we're Sounds like we're moving in the right direction, George. I'm happy to hear this update. This is something was telling me it's time to talk to George again, to get <laughs> an update here. And lo and behold, I want I'm going to have a link to the, the initial uh, in person on location uh, interview that we did out in Los Angeles, so we can kind of see where we picked up and juxtapose, uh, you know, the the activity that's happened, both the critical kind of grave activity in the in the the spraying, but also the um, the rally, if you will uh, of the people and how it 's starting to shake things up, speaking of rally wasn 't there a rally in New Jersey that you were involved in there were I think there were two women that have been doing amazing work i can 't think of their names oh yet.
1: yeah, yeah, uh, Elizabeth and uh, the other girl there, yeah, we went to that, and, you know tell us a couple what hundred that was people like. showed up we sold a uh, couple hundred films there yeah. you know it was it was fantastic. it was a live webcast, it was great, hundreds great. of people showed up I mean we reached. I mean, I guess our total reach on that is probably in excess of 2,500 people.
0: That's great. That's great. So
1: that's the other thing that people can do is they can, in their town, and I'll put this out to anybody that wants to do it, you go to your community theater uh, and sponsor, ask them to put on a screening. And I'm happy to send you the movie for free. You can show it. Uh, and and invite people in your community to come to watch the film, and that's what these girls did in um, I, th- I think they were in Brick, New Jersey mm-hmm. uh, or Princeton, and they they got a community center. I it was a full donation, and they let us run the movie. And it was had to, they reached out to all their friends and relatives, and that's how they could talk to 200 people. Say, hey, this is what it's about, and people showed up.
0: So the next time somebody. That is contemplating this craziness says, "What? Yeah, but what are you gonna do?" I hope we have shed a little bit of light on exactly what can be done. That's what it takes. Now, look, not everyone has. I know we all lead this busy lives, um, and we all have other things on our schedule. But you know what? Is this not important enough to put a little bit of time and a little bit of elbow grease? Uh, we're talking about saving the planet and saving ourselves. Please, everyone, do it. George, I want to thank you. As always, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Um, And we're going to stay in touch. I hope we get to see each other in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Absolutely.
1: Thank you, Alexa. Yeah.
0: It's, well, the, the... I'm glad that I I started to say the pleasure is mine. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, but uh, I, I, I hasten to use the word pleasure with something like this, but I am honored to be able to use this as a conduit to give the people this great information that you have provided, important information. So, again, thank you, and I will see you soon.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Alexis, and thanks to everybody else for participating and just doing the best they can to get the word out and just look up.
0: Look up. Fabulous. Take care, everyone. Thank you. As George so simply stated, something's going on and people need to know. With the methods mentioned in this discussion, we hope that you will feel inspired to spread awareness of this all-important issue, whether it be to your neighbor, co-worker, or legislator. Let's work together to begin the process of putting a stop to this insidious assault to both the planet and to ourselves. I encourage you to visit SkyderAlert.com for more information about how you can play an active role in this all-important issue. As always, I thank you for listening to Conscious Inquiry, a special presentation of Conscious Life News.